Today we finish up our discussion on celebrating Christmas. We're talking about the reason we celebrate Christmas on Cell Life Church Live. Welcome to Cell Life Church Live. Thank you for joining us as we share an inspirational message that is relevant to life today. Hello, thank you for joining me once again on Cell Life Church Live. Uh, as you can see, Kelly is not yet fully recovered and is not able to be with me in the studio today. I'm also excited because we have our full crew today too, so I'm not doing double duty with uh, devices in my hand. Uh, we do thank you all for your prayers and words of encouragement as Kelly heals. Uh, we are hopeful that she will be able to be with us for our first webcast in the new year. Uh, we want to extend a special thanks to the people that help support this ministry with your prayers and donations. If you'd like to help support this ministry, you can donate securely online on our website at celllifechurch.org. We also encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And please like these videos and share them with others and help us spread the good news of Jesus Christ around the world. Over the past few weeks, we've been talking about different aspects of Christmas. We started out talking about Christmas being an altar of remembrance for us, and this gives us the opportunity to share God's plan for mankind with people. We then moved on to the symbols and traditions of Christmas and how they have changed over the years and what they look like around the world. Last week, we talked about the music of Christmas and how music is used in Christmas carols, tells the story of Jesus. God's redemption for mankind, and in a way that is easy to understand and remember. Today we complete the topic with the reason why we celebrate Christmas and who we are celebrating. Of course, the name Christmas gives away the center of the celebration, Christ. Jesus is who we celebrate at Christmas. Today we are going to look at the prophecies of Jesus' birth and how Jesus fulfilled the prophecies foretelling his birth. And finally, we will talk about how we can keep our focus on Jesus in this world that is making Christmas more and more commercial and less and less spiritual. There are many prophecies in the Old Testament that foretell the birth of the Christ child or Messiah. We're going to look at a few of those today. First, we need to understand the state in which Israel found itself. At the time of Jesus' birth, Israel was an occupied territory in the Roman Empire. And this was not the first time Israel had been occupied by a foreign force, nor would it be the last. But from the time God passed down the law to the Israelites through Moses, all of Israel knew they needed a savior. They knew they could not measure up to God's standards. They knew, as we all know now, that it is impossible to not sin. And therefore, they were constantly making sacrifices. They also knew they needed a leader to lead them back to God. God gave Israel hope through the prophets. One such prophet was Isaiah, and he was with Israel during the Assyrian captivity. God spoke great truths to Israel through the prophet Isaiah, and Isaiah shared the Lord's message with Israel as they longed for their freedom once again. Let's read Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. Actually, we're going to get the right verse up there on the screen. For, 
for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In this verse, we see a promise of God. God is going to cause a child to be born, and not just any child, but his son. And this points to the very first advent of Christ, the birth of Jesus, what Christmas is about. The second part of the verse points to Christ's second advent when he returns. And this is when the government will be upon his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Now people knew this prophecy and they watched for it. They waited patiently. In fact, it was like 400 silent years where they heard nothing from God and they were waiting so patiently. Isaiah gives us another prophecy about the birth of Christ in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Now, this points directly to Mary, the mother of Jesus. She was of the line of David, as was her betrothed husband, Joseph. And this was necessary for Jesus to be king. She was also a virgin. We read in the first chapter of Luke that the angel Gabriel came and visited Mary and told her that God favored her and was going to honor her with being the mother of his son. The prophet Micah foretells the location of the birth of Christ, Bethlehem, in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. God is speaking through Micah to tell Israel that a ruler who will preside over all of Israel will come out of Bethlehem, the city of David. And he traces his roots back to before time. This is where the Magi from the east visited Jesus and bestowed gifts on him. This is also where Jesus, or where Joseph headed or heeded the warning in a dream and gathered up Mary and Jesus and fled to Egypt before Herod could kill the baby. And this leads to another prophecy found in Hosea 11.1. 1. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. This prophecy speaks to the memory of calling Israel out of Egypt after their captivity by Pharaoh and speaks forward to this time when God would call Jesus out of Egypt to return to Israel after the death of Herod. Now, there are many more prophecies about the birth of Jesus, and we may put together a series about these at a later time. It is commonly accepted among Bible scholars that there are over 350 messianic prophecies and Jesus fulfills every single one of them. Jesus' birth is truly a miracle of God. Now bringing this back to our topic of celebrating Christmas, we must remember to focus on Jesus as we celebrate. As we meditate on the ways that Christmas is an altar of remembrance, as we consider all the symbols and traditions of Christmas, and as we enjoy the music of Christmas, we must remember to keep our focus on Jesus, not the activities, not the commercialization, not all the worldly hubbub. Jesus was born into this world for a reason. And as we celebrate his birth, we must remember why God sent him and the reason he was born. 
This is put very simply in John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God loves mankind so much he provided a once and for all sacrifice to fulfill the law. Our sins must be atoned for. We cannot do that ourselves. And this is why we read in the Old Testament that the Israelites had to make sacrifices over and over because there was sin in their life over and over. But God decided it was time. He knew the time was right to put the next step of his plan into motion. And that step was to provide a once and for all sacrifice to redeem all of mankind. He did this because he loves us. He loves us so much he sacrificed his own son so that we could be called sons and daughters of God. Now, this was not out of condemnation. We were already condemned. We did that ourselves with Adam and Eve's rebellion in the garden. And that rebelliousness is ingrained in us. It is the sinful nature. God knows that. It is part of the free will he gave us. God did not send Jesus to condemn us. He sent him to save us from death, hell, and the grave. He saved us from ourselves. This is what we celebrate at Christmas. This is what we think of and tell the story of when asked why we celebrate Christmas. This is what all the symbols and traditions point to. This is what all the music is about. Everything about Christmas is centered on Jesus, God's son, who was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, and willfully gave up that life on a Roman cross, paying and paving the way for you and me to return to God. There is nothing wrong with celebrating Christmas when we keep our focus on Jesus. There is nothing wrong with recreating the first Christmas or setting up Christmas trees and hanging Christmas stars. There's nothing wrong with giving gifts to others at Christmas or singing songs about Christmas. The key is to be sure why you are celebrating and who you are focusing on as you celebrate. It is said that America will spend $1 trillion on Christmas gifts this year. When your focus is on getting the perfect gift or giving the perfect gift, instead of glorifying Jesus with a gift, something is wrong. When the symbols of Christmas start to cause Jesus to fade away out of view and take center stage, something is wrong. And when your Christmas songs are more about presents, bells, and sleigh rides than about Jesus, something is wrong. I encourage you to celebrate Christmas this year for the right reasons. Celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ and the reason that he came to earth more than 2,000 years ago to save you and me. Keep your focus on Jesus in all you say, do, and celebrate this Christmas season. Well, thank you for joining me today and be sure to share this teaching with your family and friends and give it a thumbs up or like so more will see it. It really depends on how many people like them and thumbs up them. So be sure to share this Christmas story with someone this week 
please consider sponsoring a pastor, missionary, or evangelist financially. Um, this helps them feed their family as they minister to their village, community, or city. And you can donate securely online on our website at celllifechurch.org. If you have comments or questions about this or any of our other teachings, don't hesitate to contact us. All the ways to do that are in the closing of the video in just a moment. Until next time, be encouraged in Jesus' name. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Cell Life Church Live. We hope you've been encouraged. If this message touched you in some special way and you would like to contact us, you may do so on our Facebook page, website, this YouTube channel, or email. We enjoy hearing how these messages impact your life. Would you consider supporting Cell Life Church financially? Contributions can be made online and are tax deductible in the United States. Details for giving can be found on our website at www.celllifechurch.tv. 